All right, thank you, Scott Shannon, and thanks to all of you for being with us. Toll-free, our number, if you want to be a part of this extravaganza, is 800-941-SEAN. So much to talk about. Not a good day. Well, not a good not a good weekend for our country or our president. I At some point, is, is everyone going to feel the same sense of, you know, just cringe embarrassment at the president of the United States? I mean, this was an unmitigated disaster in Hanoi. You know, he does a 26-minute international international press conference in Vietnam. Good evening, Vietnam. Oh, great. Uh, I don't want to contain China. What do you mean you don't want to contain China? What, it's perfectly fine for them to, in international airwaves, to take on hostile maneuvers against our fighter jets, and, and you don't want to contain that? You don't want to contain China confronting our Navy in international waters? You don't want to contain China and their hostile aggression flying into Taiwan airspace with their fighter jets day in and day out? And, and you don't want any stoppage of their, their acting on what is obviously their... Their territorial territorial ambitions? Are you kidding me? I spent more time with President Xi than any world leader. No, I can't take it. It is a national embarrassment. It is so bad. It's just getting so worse. I mean, when the Democrats start recognizing this for what it is, and they are more and more, we saw that last week with Van Jones and David Axelrod. David Axelrod had more comments even this weekend, and James Carville. It's just the beginning. I, I'm, I'm getting convinced more every day that Democrats see what we see. And the, the problem when you have cognitive decline, whatever manifestation form it may take, maybe, maybe it's Alzheimer's, maybe it's dementia. I don't know. You know, some say he might be exhibiting. I've talked to doctors that say he definitely they would like to test him for issues involving Parkinson. I don't know. I'm not a doctor, but I can see what I see. And I can see that that this is getting progressively worse, which is anybody that's ever known anybody that's ever sadly suffered from Alzheimer's or dementia, it's, it's degenerative. You don't get better. You only get worse. And they haven't exactly made a ton of progress in terms of being able to reverse uh, cognitive decline. I, I know there are certain treatments, medicines that are offered, and I'm, I would love the list of people, uh, the visitor logs at Camp David and and his home and his beach home and everywhere else he goes with his, you know, 50% of the time being off and, and find out, oh, I wonder how many doctors are on the list. Why is it that they don't keep visitor logs at Camp David? They, they did for every other president. Anyway, and I'm just, I'm watching him and listening to him. It got so bad this weekend where you had a White House staffer just abruptly stepping up, up, that's it, ending his rambling Vietnam press conference mid-sentence that ended with, but I'm, I'm going to bed. I'm so tired. So tired. I can barely lift my eyes. I can barely, oh, I could fall asleep right here. I'm so tired. This is this. This is the, the, the hardest job in the world. He's not up to this task. So he abruptly ends the press conference, or his staff does, while he's actually answering a question. Any other president would have had a fit. And then says, I'm going to bed. I'm like, well, that, that's, a great, that, that's a great note to end a press conference on. And, 
Anyway, it's, you know, then, we, oh, and then we're bringing back the classics. He says the only existential threat more frightening than nuclear war is global warming. Here we go again. He calls climate deniers lying, dog-faced, pony soldiers. I'm like, really, again? Now, many of you, we talked about the, the extra billion dollars that he's sending to Ukraine. And meanwhile, we're not even taking care of the people of Maui the way they should be taken care of. He never since March, in spite of a promise, made it to East Palestine in, in Ohio. You know, never mind the Abrams tanks and F-16s that Ukraine desperately needs to fend off the Russians. No, the Biden administration of the $1 billion, they want, they're, they're pledging $520 million in Ukraine's energy infrastructure as part of a new aid package. Uh, uh, package. Here's the problem. Wink and Tony Blinken said last week during a visit to Kiev at the Ukraine Recovery Conference held in London a few months ago, that he pledged that the U.S. would invest more than $520 million in making Ukraine's energy infrastructure, more than half of which has been destroyed by Russia, cleaner, more resilient, more integrated with Europe. And he said the U.S. is now upholding that promise. Washington has approved $135 billion now worth of aid to Ukraine. We have $37 trillion in debt. you got to be kidding me. We cannot afford these policies. Anyway, you know, I have five questions, he says at one point. Five questions. Then he takes forever. You know, takes a long pause. Finishes the question saying, I'm going to bed. I, I've got, let me, let me just play the montage and play it all together so you get the full feel of part of what this 26-minute disastrous press conference stopped by his aides was like. It is evening, isn't it? This round the world in five days is interesting. Well, uh, you know, there's that one of my staff members said, remember the famous song, you know, good morning, Vietnam. Well, good evening, Vietnam. Uh, and uh, good morning back in America. Now I will take your questions. Let me see. They told me they gave me five people here. Mandita of Warriors. And the Indian scout, the Indian looks at John Wayne and points to the Union soldier and says, he's a lion dog-faced pony soldier. Well, there's a lot of lion dog-faced pony soldiers out there about, about global warming. But not anymore. All of a sudden, they all realize it. it's a problem. And there's nothing like seeing the light. He may have a game plan. He just hasn't shared it with me. But I tell you what, I don't know about you, but I'm going to go to bed. But not anymore. All of a sudden, they all realize it. It's a problem. And there's nothing like seeing the light. For And uh, let's see. I'm just following my orders here. Uh, staff, is there anybody haven't spoken to... Uh, now, I'm calling on you. I'm calling on you. I said there are five questions. Anita from VOA. We, it wasn't confrontational at all. You came with me. Thank, thank you, everybody. This ends thank, the count press thank, conference. Thanks, everyone. Thank you. Thank you. So, Mike gets cut off. All right, you can lower that. 
and the music gets turned up, and and Joe just you know uh, we're ending this disaster right now, and we're gonna. I mean, it's unreal. No other president would ever put up with this. He just doesn't. He won't remember by the time he gets on the plane, and probably you know passes out. Probably wouldn't even need an ambient to sleep on that plane. It is. It is just. It is so humiliating for this country to watch all of this. But this is what you know the Democrats are putting forward now. It is getting interesting. I will say that. I mean, as it relates to the the elections, I think it's going to have a big impact on on all of this. You know, we now have had article after article since we discussed Carville and Van Jones and David Axelrod come out this weekend. The Hill, for example, Democrats expressed frustration with Biden's, you know, horrific poll numbers and are concerned and frustrated but their doubtful any messaging shift by the White House is going to change how people, you know, view him before the 2024 election. How can it change anybody's mind? I mean, most Americans, 61 percent living paycheck to paycheck. They're not happy with the economy and his energy proposals. They're not happy with the fact that gas is four dollars a gallon and now going up to 100 bucks a barrel again. They're not happy about it. His approval rating of 38% is underwater with independence. You know, and, and I know that a lot of people saying, well, Hannity, what about President Trump? He may have as many as, as four criminal trials going on. Uh, why they didn't indict him earlier, it's a fair question, considering most of these issues go back to January or the end of, of 2020 or January of 2021. Why did they have to wait to an election year? Why would you have a trial and no appeal when the president has such hostile venues in terms of jury selection in these cases? By the way, you know, to, to now see the media mob listing alternatives, if Biden exits the 2024 race, Chucky e. Todd had Gavin Newsom on this weekend. He obviously is on the list. And he just all but shut the door completely, which he kind of did with me when I brought it up with him on the issue of whether or not he would run at all in this in, in this campaign season. And he said, no, but the most obvious would be Vice President Harris. And I, I don't think anybody really likes her. Her approval ratings lower than his. If you just start there. I mean, more people have a favorable view of Biden than are positively disposed towards her. Every time she speaks, it's an unmitigated word salad disaster. But so Newsom closes the door. What does what that op- create an opening for Pete, Mayor Pete, Buttigieg, Gre- Gretchen Whitmer? I mean, you got to be kidding me. I mean, I, I w- tell me who else. AOC, let's run AOC. We'll put her on the list. OK, that's where the, the Democratic Party is anyway. She always has been the real speaker of the House. She's the biggest power broker in the House for the Democratic Party. You know, these bad Biden polls now are stoking third party angst. Robert F. Kennedy so disgusted with his treatment by the Democratic media mob and, you know, this this Democratic protection program. He can't even get on fake news CNN. He actually said in an interview, Fox has been the only ones that's given me airtime been fair to me. And we asked him all the questions about some of his controversial positions. I just gave him a chance to answer. Because I didn't think it was my role to be debating him. I'm not running for the Democratic Party nomination. And I just have enough faith in, in you, my listeners on radio, my viewers on TV, that, that you understand 
that he's saying something controversial. If he's talking about COVID or vaccines, that, that, that's not, that's his opinion. And just because he expresses it doesn't make him a bad person. I think some of his views are a little nutty. Some of them, you know, maybe not, not so far off. Uh, but now they're talking about third-party angst. And then you have this, you know, this no labels party and a lot of talk that people like Joe Manchin, Tulsi Gabbard, Joe Lieberman is actively involved in this. Remember what they did to poor Joe Lieberman? They, they challenged him in a primary in Connecticut. Then he ran third party. And he, he won in Connecticut. David Axelrod pointed out Biden must decide whether he can compete, complete the job, first of all, and then prevent a Trump presidency or step aside. Now, that's on top of his, his critical remarks last week. Let me tell you, David Axelrod is a direct shot to everything Obama world. And by the way, Van Jones, same thing. James Carville, just all things Democratic Party. Now 75% of voters, thanks to Biden, want a maximum age limit for elected officials. Nancy Pelosi, yeah, she's now running again. Andrew Sullivan, who backed Biden, he's a, he's a smart guy. Just I've never agreed with his politics, but he's not, he's not dumb. He's a smart guy. He backed Biden in 2020, calls for him to step down, slamming the president's agent, uh, I'm sorry, uh, agent, what am I going to what am I saying? Botox filler face while insisting no one rooted in human reality believes he can last till 2028. That is ancient. Ohio's working class felt deserted by Democrats. When is that going to spill over into Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and Michigan? I'd like to see those poll numbers for Republicans come up drastically. I mean, Two-thirds of the country living paycheck to paycheck. Not good. Want to save you money right now in these tough economic times. And right now I can get you a brand new 5G Samsung Galaxy from our friends at Pure Talk. Uh, you know when your phone's shot, you have to charge it, you know, almost around the clock. And, you know, you get the glass splinters from the broken glass. And it's just outdated. It's time. Anyway, you can get a free 5G Samsung Galaxy. They have two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, ultra-strong glass, and it's all by signing up with Pure Talks, unlimited talk, unlimited text, 15 gig data plan. It's only 35 bucks a month. By the way, that's all the data you could ever need at half the price of what the big carriers would offer to you. And don't forget that our friends at Pure Talk use the same 5G network and the same cell towers as the big carriers. So you're paying dramatically less for the exact same service. Average family making the switch to Pure Talk saves close to $1,000 a year. Many save much more. It's simple. Get your free 5G Samsung Galaxy. Just dial pound 250, say the keyword save now, and you will save now. Pound 250, keyword save now from Pure Talk. Simply smarter wireless.